check. One, two, two, three. Mike, 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 check. Mike, check. Beaver, beaver balls. Beaver, beaver balls. Beaver falls. Beaver falls. Beaver falls. Geneva, Marvel, zombies. Welcome to Detroit Dart Talk. Joining us in the studio is me and Alex. Hey. And Tim. Yep, I'm just here along for the listen. And a lot of silent me's quietly observing. A lot observing. of people who don't have the right to speak. Ah, uh, that sounds something. <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, Adam, you and I had a had an adventure. Oh, you know what? Before we do adventure talk, we should we should uh, talk about what we've been up to. Yeah, Tim, since you're not going to talk much today, what have you been up to? Well, um, breaking my SBL, and I've been working on a Meowser. Um, so now I'm going to have so, to. Re- so, how did you break your SBL? I don't. What, what know. epic gameplay moment <laughs> broke it? <laughs> so, um. I went camping this past weekend uh, up at the Port Huron KOA. They always do a a big, uh, like a Halloween trick-or-treat thing. So um, I was up there with It's Gunther. And I figured, okay, I'll take the SBL. We'll plink around with it. I grabbed a couple of the Jupiter, um, you know, reactive targets, the ding when you shoot them. And uh, went to go pull it out Saturday morning to kind of show... Uh, Dan's brother-in-law, who is thinking about uh, coming and checking out the next Z13, and I was getting really bad performance, like just like I get with my links. You know, like some darts would come out, and other ones would poop out, or and some would even just get jammed in the barrel. Like, what the hell's going on? And then I noticed that the one side of the magwell where the rear bolt comes in from the stock, it's just split on the layer line. So. I don't know if I'm getting inconsistent performance just because the tension is off throughout the blaster or if the magwell being cracked doesn't have anything to do with it, in which case I'm going to have to do a bunch of troubleshooting. I don't know. But first step is to reprint the magwell, I guess. Good luck. So, uh, I just, <laughs> that's a bummer. I'm just, yeah, I'm just so frustrated because I thought I was over dealing with really bad Springer issues because I just I couldn't get the links to work. And I don't know, maybe if they ever finish up that... Uh, that hot fix with the the thumb screw thing in the pusher that they teased. I'll revisit the links. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with the links. So I I don't. Um, so yeah. anything else? Uh, well, eventually I'll have a Meowser. Uh, I'm working on the DL44 variant. Um, got some special uh, stuff coming in the mail. It sounds like um, from a special benefactor and. Just kind of waiting to see how Adam uh, does with his testing on the uh, Nightingale wheels before I yeah. finalize my hardware setup. Yeah, I may or may not be checking every day to see if they've come up for sale. <laughs> Adam's too busy talking about momentum to listen to what I was saying. <laughs> no, no, I I was just deliberately ignoring it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> well, Adam, what, what have you been up to? Honestly... I think it's been quite a while since I've actually been able to talk about the things that I've been up to. It's been at least it's it's been I think before the quick launch or a little after quick launch maybe. Um, but yeah, Meowser and all that stuff is out now. Micro Booper, more betas, all the betas for Pico Booper and Series Two Forty Max shell adapters. So 
some really fun ones, uh, 10x Duckfoot and the Nuke. Um, looking at uh, multiple mega, ultra, maybe like two or three mega XL. We will see, but that that segment in the hobby hobby seems to be really catching on. Um, so I got to kind of stay ahead of it a little bit. So yeah, Meowser did really well. Um, very, very extremely well. I mean, quick, I still did better, I think. Um, but there's a lot of community flight core designs popping up. It's an, it's insane. Um, so I feel like I've made my mark on the hobby at least a little bit now. Well, you're um, also, so that's kind of nice. You're also kind of the grandfather of, uh, the 40 max in the hobby too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The 40 max adapter that was like, I did it like a, a year ago and it took basically like Walcom's video with the 40 max and a micro grenade launcher on the quick to like really start it off. Um, that and doing, um, some of the new shell concepts and stuff like that. So, um, no, it's, um, it's been, it's been really cool to see all this stuff transpire. So, uh, working on the next fly core and the next fly core blaster, uh, solenoid cores, um, using the Eli Wu's, um, Wu-noid or what he officially calls it, the neutron solenoid. So, um, it's been, it's been a fast and furious couple of months here in terms of product development. Yeah, you've been going like bank gangbusters. So I do busting all the gangs. I, I I do feel like I have to point out. You know, I, I'm I'm printing the DL44 Meowser. I think you missed a golden opportunity. The scope on the DL44. Mm. You so should have made the in, inside of it 50 caliber diameter so it could be used as a blowpipe. <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty good. How how close is it? Uh it's pretty loose. Is it pretty close? It's pretty loose. Yeah. It, well, I mean, you know, I could, but you, you have to Detroit take the slide out. Will do. <laughs> what? What's that, Adam? I said Detroit Dartworks will have a, oh. <laughs> have, a have that out tomorrow. <laughs> well, I mean, it it's really easy. It's just one. Yeah. You could just print a one thing, um, and then it could be a blowpipe, like really easily. Or you could do like uh, a flared end and do like a mega blowpipe. Honestly, never crossed my mind because the yeah. whole DL44 thing was just basically just a prop. I think capitalizing you need more barrel length too. I'm gonna stick a actual barrel in like a printed sleeve, so it's like a legit boat blowpipe. I mean, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> It'd be longer you, than the Yowser. Well, I mean, just put it's, like a spamp barrel on it or it's something. It's more like a blowpipe with a Meowser attachment at that point. I want to see people running the DL44 Meowser trying to like get their mouth blow up pipe. on that. To, you, know, blow pipe. you could just hold it, hold it sideways, like gangster style. <laughs> and then basically you have an undermount uh, full auto talon fed blaster with a blowpipe as your primary. Oh God, he's going sniper mode. He turned it sideways. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's pretty funny. Oh man. Anything oh. else? You've been building, Adam. We could keep. We can keep adding, like, oh, no. scope mounts on it, so oh, it's God. like a pan's flute, oh, but it's God. just blowpipes <laughs> of different ammo. <clears throat> you know, that's something that has I, I have not seen like a 
like five blowpipes mounted in a row so you yeah. can just like rapid fire <laughs> off five shots <laughs> i mean yeah now i, I have know. seen um uh bogue sierra and dan run a like 10 foot long blowpipe though at uh bowling green ones and on that <laughs> note <laughs> so, um alex what anything you, what else you adam on? Nothing else. All right. So I have not been working on much. I've been uh, trying to put together some meowsters for sale that have just been kind of taking a while because life gets in the way. Um, I did build one of those new trigger pistols, I think. And I know Adam's built one as well. And uh, it's a very interesting little thing. It's like a double action trigger. So the the initial squeeze, it's actually priming it. And then you, when you finish the trigger pull it fires it releases the catch um it's like an eight shot revolver very cool i liked adam's a lot at geneva and mine won't rotate right so i'm still trying to figure it out rip yep but other than that it's a pretty fun design i, I need a lighter spring i put a triad spring in it and i think that's that's too hefty because it, it wears on my hands very quickly the yeah the ro- the rotation the little rotation mechanism spring like the springs need to be different weights and all that stuff, and I have I nailed it like the first try. But um, I'll be honest, I just used two springs from the um, so the 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 tougher spring. I just used the McMaster part number spring for the like fly core stuff, and then the weaker spring. I forgot what I used. Yeah, I have both like five or point five millimeter and point four millimeter springs. And the point four ones are actually like pretty much what he uh, suggests. And I have them like cut the one cut down and all that to like try and make it weaker. And it's not, not really cooperating right now when there's no, uh, no like cylinder in it, it can rotate pretty reliably, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta do some work on it. Cause I would like to get it working. Um, it's a fun one. It's very fun. It'd be a great little HVZ holdout pistol. I'll have to you know, check eight, that out. Eight shots. I'll have to yeah. check that out. Z13. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully mine will be working by then. <laughs> I have some time. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty much all I've been doing. Uh, honestly, um, it's the first thing I've seen that is legitimately a hammer shot replacement, uh, when it works good. Like mine never had any issues. Like once I got it working, um, but just being able to quickly, like you could load eight rounds or four rounds at a time on the, on the front side or load poor darts, like not not good condition darts from the back um and mine doesn't really skip a beat so it's a little weak because i cut the spring down but um i don't know i i was pleasantly surprised yeah when um, you let me fire it in the uh, in the airbnb before we went i was like oh oh wow this is this thing's pretty good i will say it's not as aimable as like a hammer shot really so, like, a lot of people complain about the aimability of a hammer shot because it lacks an I, actual barrel. Well, I think the reason is because the the whole action is the trigger pull, so you're inherently like less stable in your aim. Okay, yeah, because it's like a heavy trigger pull. Um, but like in my opinion, it's it's perfect for like point blank. There's a zombie in my blaster jammed. Just pull the trigger a few times in front of you, where it's really hard to miss okay. that type of, and you have eight shots to you know get it and then can reload it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try like running it as a primary if you're ever wanting to like pick zombies off. 
but for for like a close quarters oh crap blaster it was super good yeah so for for the trigger like make sure you lube like everything very liberally yeah because like lube I, makes that blaster work yeah I, i'm gonna go back there and double check to see if i like missed anywhere because there's a sound clip yeah yeah. Well, I mean, like in his in his like assembly video, he literally has like a tub of grease and like an old toothbrush, oh, and he yeah, covers I... like everything except the exterior of the blaster handles. But like every yeah. other surface is just heavily looped. Yeah, like everything. Like I mean, he he's he's pretty conservative because he's like the brush is just like barely or whatever. Yeah. I'm just like glooping it on because I'm like. There's a lot of sliding parts on that blaster, so mm-hmm. um, there's also some good function checks there if you follow those. Um, yeah, yeah. But... So I, I watched the videos a few times and tried a few things and thought I had it fixed, and then I didn't. So I set it aside for a little while so I can focus on some some stuff from my shop I need to get done, and I'll pick it back up and probably next week play with it some more. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, do we have? Let's see, we haven't really had any events locally because the weather has turned cold. So our, our park wars are not occurring. Um, we had Z13 a few weeks ago. That was, that was a recent thing. Yeah. Did we, um, did we record the last, I haven't edited the last episode yet. Did we record that after? No, I don't think we've talked about Z13, but we're not talking about it today. Yeah. No, we, we did because we talked about the timers. Do we talk about the timers? Yeah. We okay. Were... Maybe we did. Yeah. Maybe we did. So. Yep, yep. I'm just time is meaningless, full of pain. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, are we are we ready to move on to the the topic of the night? I believe we are. Yes. All right. So, uh, Adam and I met up at my house, spur of the moment decision, and piled in my little Ford Maverick and drove to uh, Pennsylvania with a whole big box of illicit arms in the back seat. For, Tom to sell, uh, or that Tom had already sold, and uh, we went to Geneva College's first ever uh, open invitational HVZ event, and it was very pleasant. Uh, very and we'll see you all fun. next time. This has been Detroit Dart Talk, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we uh, we went. Um, Tom couldn't come, uh, just work in life. Tim, same, I feel like that yeah, was your kind of thing, just, just life was in the way, uh, sort of, yeah. Yeah, so, um, which, you know, we've all had that happen and been unable to make events and stuff. And it sucks when it's always better when we can all be there together. But uh, but it, it was still a fun time nonetheless. And yeah, um, so, Adam, why don't you start us off talking about, like, what were your initial impressions of the campus when we got there? <clears throat> um, well, when we first pulled up, uh, it was... Like we drove down a little thing and then I could see how steep the incline was to like <laughs> get to the football field. And then I'm like, basically there's not that much flat on the whole campus. Um, yeah, and I'm like, Oh, slight angle. Sounds like, like Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, pretty countryside though. Um, but you know, walking around the campus is small. It's long. Um, and the elevation change was substantial in some areas. So uh, I instantly thought, well, this will be easy to walk from one side to the other because it's not that much. It's not like Rochester, right? 
Um, cause everything, basically this was my first invitational. So I was just, I was comparing it to end war. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was pretty homely. It was nice. We struggled with figuring out how the, uh, the handicap elevator worked because we didn't want to pull our, um, mega blocks up two flights of stairs. <laughs> so credit to them. They had like an actual lift. So we could just like roll the pack outs onto the lift and one of us would take it up or down. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But it was like a legit lift. Like you had to hold the button down and like one of the doors didn't want to open or close quite right. And yeah. so, so like a freight elevator. Yeah. Pretty but much. Like a fancy yeah. one. So it was like all glass and it was like in the lobby. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it was, it was, uh, it was, I was very happy by the end when we were taking our gear out that we could just take it down the lift. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I agree with Adam. It was pulling in. I was like, I really hope the missions don't take us there later to like certain areas because there were definitely some like steep up and down slopes. But like, if you walked from like, like North South, everything was more or less level just at a slight angle. But it was when you had to go East West that you were like either like running down a slope or trudging up a slope of some degree. Um, which came into play later. I was gonna just. Some of the missions I was out. gonna ask: Do they do they uh, use their elevation when they're planning their uh, their games out or their missions? Um, well, well, it's it's hard to say without one of the mods or admins here. It I don't feel like it was really incorporated into the missions too much, um, but the players utilized it to their advantage. So, like, and I think what mission three the humans got to the top of a hill and the zombie like the boomer was at the bottom of the hill and and like the respawns so it was just like zombie charges up a hill which you know significantly slow down any fast zombies gotcha so uh yeah then there was some repositioning that happened uh zombies got, got pretty worn out oh, i bet uh, with the slopes so but uh, I'm I'm sure in other like in their closed games they have probably utilized some of that elevation, but I don't feel like it was too utilized in this one as far as in game planning side of it. That's fair. But yeah, so um, the theme of this one was Marvel, uh, specifically kind of drawing from like the MCU and like the What If shows. Uh, so it was Marvel Zombies. That was and. Cool. We uh, we got there. There was a Mission Zero set up for Friday night, and we were uh, basically like another multiverse dimension version of Earth. I think it was Earth 724, if I'm remembering right. And um, it was the a multiverse uh, that had been overrun by zombies, and we were like the last humans, and we were S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Uh, and our goal that night was to basically build a beacon to tell the rest of the multiverse not to come here because the, the our, our world was lost. So um, to do that, we had to go around campus and find these essentially skinny pool noodles that had like magnetic bits on them. So you could like build structures with them. It was pretty cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Like um, something they made or something they, they purchased. I don't know. Uh, I, I think like they borrowed them from a club or something like that. I think it was a purchasable thing. Yeah. Um, it didn't I, look homemade. Yeah. Be it was cool though. It was very cool to find out about those could be, uh, yeah. 
could be good cover for they came upon a midnight clear. Yeah, it was it was very interesting because they they used him later the next day to uh, basically like make a cage that a zombie was in. So like you can build different shapes out of it, which was kind of neat. But yeah, so we were supposed to find these, which were scattered across campus. And so it was kind of your mission of like, go out. I think they said go out in squads of like no more than 10 um, and like look for these. And you had to like bring them all back to a point and hopefully have enough to build a structure. Uh, We did not (laughs) build the build the structure. Um, we found a few of them though. Our group found like a handful of them, I want to say. And, uh, but by the, by the time, you know, attrition was happening and cause it's a mission zero and they're out to kill. And there was a little, uh, snafu with, um, the boomer that night, not remembering the boomer respawn rules, uh, correctly. So it was like a constant, like boomers right behind you the whole time. And they're constantly about to boom. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, we, we had like a run and gun type of thing, but we were all kitted out with enough stuff that it didn't really matter. I got, I got tagged out decently early in that, uh, just relentless pressure and all that. Uh, but it was fun. The humans didn't, did not build the beacon and the story arc was made that they partially built it and it sent out a garbled message and it was unclear whether the message was saying, don't come or we need your help. <laughs> so of course people came. So, of course, people came. Um, and I believe the story was that no matter what, you know, even if you built the beacon successfully, you know, heroes are going to hero. So they were going to come the next day anyways, ah. despite the warning. So, um, but yeah, it was a fun way to like get around their campus and kind of explore and especially get a sense of the size of the campus because this is the smallest campus I've played on. Um, and, and, you know, it's very... It's it's chunked up really well, but it's very small. Like it does not take long to get from one place to another place uh, on campus. I think you could probably walk the like walk truly walk the entire length of campus in like ten minutes easily. Oh wow! Yeah, it's very small. Okay, but so, um, so but again, chunked up really well. Would you say like the size of lower campus at Grove City? Um, I don't know because lower campus was such a weird area. Yeah, that's true. Um. I would say, like, from the end of the football field to the like the north south, it was probably about upper campus of Grove City in length, but it was narrower. Okay. So, like, you you pretty much had like if if you're talking like 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 gaming like lanes of play, there were pretty much like three lanes you could be in. You could be like right on the border, right in the center greens, or there was like a parking lot road situation on the east side. And there were buildings kind of chunking those apart from each other that you could play in. Um, but again, all very close. So it's like you go around a building, you're into the next area. So Cody's saying, imagine the width of Bowling Green for anyone who's played at Bowling Green. Okay. Um, so yeah, narrow, small, but compact. But like if stuff was happening in one area, you didn't necessarily know about it because the some of the main buildings were situated in a way that really cut up campus. So you can easily go around them, but they would block your like sight and hearing from to tell what was going on over there. So like we never really like even though we were all different squads going out, we you could walk with your squad and not actually see the other humans for a while, even on that tiny campus, hmm. which was kind of a cool factor. Yeah, it sounds almost ideal. Now, how many people? Yeah, I, did... I wish I wish it had been a little bigger in some areas because it kind of comes to a point. 
at the north end. So like that area gets very focused together. Um, but you know, it's just just like a little bigger, and I, it would definitely be a very very top tier like location to play. Now, how many people? Rough estimate. Do you think you had? What would you say, Adam? Um, maybe seventy. Maybe I was going to say more like fifty. Okay, that's that's decent. <clears throat> yeah, it was a yeah. decent size. It was a good crew. Um, not as big as you know some of the invites we've been to. Um, but again, because of the size, if you'd had a hundred and fifty people there, it it would have been kind of crazy. Yeah. So hmm. it it was it was a good proportional size for the size of the play area, I would say. Um, but yeah, so uh, Mission Zero failed as Mission Zeros are meant to do. Um, and the next day we come back as uh, basically other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents from other multiverses coming to the rescue only to find out like, you know, they, they like open up with like, why are you here? We told you not to come. <laughs> um, but it's like, well, now that you're here, we gotta, we gotta fight them off. We gotta survive. And uh, part of what the story was in the beginning was that heroes came with us, not just shield agents, but you know, superheroes. And unfortunately, they had arrived kind of scattered across the across the area. So we had to mission one, uh, go out and find them. And these were done as like mini missions. Um, so uh, our group had to go find Bruce Banner. He was somewhere on campus, and we had to lead him back to the base to the the briefing room, which was like our safe zone. Um, and we had to keep him calm the entire time oh, because if he hulked out, he basically became like a witch uh, and would go after you. And it was not clear what would make him hulk out. We, you know, we assumed zombie tags would make him hulk out, uh, but we also didn't know like could we like rile him up on accident and make him hulk out could we get him stressed so we had a very like we were just you know playing it up and like bruce you're just such a good scientist (laughs) (laughs) now if if he did hulk out would he um go after zombies too it's it was unclear Ah. i assume he would go after whoever was closest to him um but it was definitely put to us as don't let him hulk out or you'll be in trouble and yeah he never hulked out uh, because we, we treated him like our best friend. He was very interested in the foliage around campus. Oh. So, you know, even though it's easily 10 minutes to walk the entire length of campus, it, you know, was like a 20, 30 minute walk to get him back to the thing. Cause yeah. he wanted to go investigate this pine tree he saw across the street and Tip- stuff. Typical disinterested NPC escort. Yeah. Oh, it was the potato tree and it was, it was a fire hydrant he was looking at. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. And so we got him back with, we had like a little bit of a few zombies. They only had a, they only had a few, well, they had a troll squad out. I, I suppose they did have a troll squad, but we did not encounter them too much um, till towards the end. And they were, they were harassing some other groups. Um, yeah. The, the guys from uh, Youngstown and Athens were playing troll squad. Ah. So we got Banner back as we were taking him back. We encountered Thor <laughs> looking for Mjolnir with some humans and let him go on his way. And that would, that, Oh, that brings me to the mechanics thing for the first mission. Uh, We were not allowed to use any motorized battery operated blasters uh, for mission one. And we were told we would be able to unlock them in the game. So uh, actually doing Thor's mission multiple times 
was what got the uh, electronic blasters unlocked later. So after we finished, we waited for the Thor mission to finish, Thor to go back out, Mjolnir to get hidden, and then we went out to find Thor and look for his hammer uh, to make sure that we would unlock uh, you know, our flywheelers and stuff for later. Um, and there were some others. There were like Bruce Banner had notes scattered around. There was supplies uh, down in a lower area of campus, down by the river, down a steep hill on the rugby fields that you had to go retrieve. Um, uh, X, X-23, uh, Wolverine, version of Wolverine was out there as like a tank with like noodle claws, <laughs> um, who kind of like followed us for a little bit, but like had a contained area to stay in for their mission. So we, we didn't really get threatened. I think at one point Buff Daddy ran off trying to kite her around. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a nice, and again, like kind of like the night before a nice way to explore campus. Um, the zombies got a few, I think they, they basically replaced troll squad with the kills they got was my understanding. Um, that's a good troll squad then. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of a one for one trade and uh then we we rolled into mission 2. And Adam, do you want to tell us about mission 2? Uh what wait, mission Oh yeah, cuz we Oh, well, I do want to make a comment about mission 0. Yes, please. I forget. Don't let me talk forever. Um well, that's that's always been the plan. Interrupt my ass. Um what did you run Mission Zero? Oh, I ran uh, Detroit Dartworks Take Flight. Ooh. And it did. All right. I didn't I didn't use it too much because I got tagged out decently early, but it did its job. <clears throat> what so did that, you I mean, run Mission Zero? Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's like one of the great joys of a Mission Zero is you can run wacky or cool yeah. or crazy stuff, right? Well, so hold, hold on. Though. So you ran the Take Flight? For Mission Zero because we were told... Mission zero, you could use flywheelers. Oh, you could use anything. Okay. okay yeah, yeah. Okay. Mission one on Saturday, so like official game start type thing, okay. was where they were locked out Saturday until you unlocked them. But we checked in Friday. They said, yeah, just run whatever. So we decided to run whatever we had. And uh, I think Cody had asked me to bring a take flight with me. Uh, so I had one. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll grab the take flight and use it. That would be funny because it's a, it's a wacky blaster. Gotcha. So Adam, what did you run Mission yep. Zero? Um, so I ran the Shellington MP5, yeah. uh, which was really cool, but very beta e. So I did end up breaking it. Um, oh no! It did. It did fine. I would probably say for half the mission. Yeah. Um, but the so I think the issue was. Um, if you fully load the magazines, you can't jam it into the blaster. When the bolts close, it'll jam the bolt. And I think that's what happened. Uh, and I pulled the trigger and it blew the pusher fuse because Harrison put a fuse on the pusher gearbox, which is a really good idea. Uh, so it didn't like break, break the blaster. It just became less useful. So I switched to my quick and uh, it did great until... Like I ended up getting pigeonholed a little bit away from the humans and I'm like, final stand. And I just lit up a bunch of zombies and eventually died. But did you nuke them? <laughs> well, no, that would have been an amazing time to use something like that. though. It, I mean, it was already a little under unfair, but anyways, um, mission two, Alex mission two. Okay. So mission two 
was we were told, I believe. We unlocked flywheelers. We unlocked flywheelers. And uh, to start the mission, we were briefed that uh, basically bomb zombies had been positioned outside of the briefing, outside of the base, and were set to go off. And we needed to get them away. Yeah, Yeah, to their... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so mission two, we we had to get the... So they had bomb zombies, and they all had... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They all had belts with flags on them. Yeah, um, like flag football. Right. So when they're just stationary in the like the like the start zone, um, basically, like they couldn't be touched or whatever. But they're reverse tanks, so you shoot them, they take three steps. Um, That's and then you have to shoot them again or use socks. Uh, but if you got overrun by zombies, every time they got a zombie tag, they would lose their flag, lose a flag. And they had so many flags. And if they lost them all, then they would become to become a normal tank. So because they were the reverse tank mechanic, at least there, they knew where they were going. Um, so as long as they were in reverse tank mode, all you had to do was keep socking them and defend them or keep shooting them. And they would lead you to their hoop or whatever. Um, so it was in your best interest to keep them as reverse tanks. And then, so basically you had a couple people designated as sock people or one person, and then you just defended and you got them to their, uh, area. And it was really, it was really easy mission. Wasn't it, Alex? Yes. Um, yeah. Very had, easy. Like, again, there are so few zombies. I think a lot of the zombies that were out when it when it uh, went after one of the other three human squads because there were three zombies, so the humans just split into thirds. Um, and so our squad then, and pretty much for the for the whole event was um, kind of our, us. Our like me and Adam, uh, our Airbnb. So we had Buff Daddy, we had Brain, uh, and then we had Cody and uh, Jesse and Cooper and people from BG. Uh, we had um, Athens folks, I believe, jump into. Uh, who else was with us? Try to remember. But it was, it was basically like Michigan, Ohio. Yeah. And like a few Pennsylvania folks. Um, you know, basically this version of the Brotroit squad, which we've run at a few events now, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, kind of formed up. And we were pretty much a, a squad for, well, until we all died. Um, Rip. And mm-hmm. yeah. It was definitely fun. It was a, it was a light mission. Uh, I th- I think it was the same guy who played Bruce Banner too. Was our yes, tank. I think so. And so we just were like chatting with him, you know, jokingly and and keeping out of his reach because he could tag you the entire time. And right. if he tagged you, he got to take a flag off, and you became a zombie. Um, so our our. We shot him a few times, and he apparently he told me afterwards he was getting a little worried because he's like, "Oh God, this is going to be a really painful mission." And then we we're like, "No, no, don't, don't waste starts." So Cody, who had a sock vest on, just followed along behind him, and we just toss a sock every three steps <laughs> of his back nice. until one of the socks got stuck on his Velcro belt, which was funny. That was hilarious. So we're like, "Does this mean you're constantly getting tagged by this sock?" <laughs> but. uh <laughs> It did not. He took it off. But yeah, so we led him across campus to his uh, to his little despawn zone, and yeah, it was it was fairly easy. And I believe Adam, we kind of gave a helping hand to one of the other human squads, like very briefly on the way back, because we saw them. Uh, the zombie zombie horde was on them, 
Yeah. We kind and, of just gave them a little fire support, and, but didn't really stick with them. We kind of <clears> were like, nah, screw this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and remind me if I'm wrong, but so I think we finished that. And then one of the other zombie teams, like other humans, was like in trouble. Is this is this where Cody dropped the two Loki bags and then his blowpipe and then went back to try and get both of them? That was, was that mission three. No, I believe that was the end of mission two. Um, yeah, because like because we were fine, but Cody I was didn't playing survive mission three. And I remember this, the end of that mission. Co- so Cody's mission saying two. mission one. That was mission one. Really? Oh, you're right. It was looking for Thor's hammer. Oh yeah. 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 And I, it was a joy meeting Cody for the first time after, um, hearing all of the stories. (laughs) And, um, I, I gotta say, you know, it lived up. He lived up to the hype. Like it was just a horrifically reckless thing to do what he did, but it was okay. Like he had zombies like feet away from him and he was just, you know, pooping socks like a C-130 drops flares <laughs> and it was like you know all the zombie missiles were just you know getting shed uh, until they didn't later on but anyways that's a different mission um, but yeah that was <laughs> that that was a fun moment to watch it was like Cody just just go we'll, on, Cody. We'll come back and get it and then he just jumps back into the fray well that brings um, up something I forgot about too which was some of the mechanics. So they had their version of dossiers, uh, which were the little drawstring backpacks with the, uh, they're green and they had a Loki symbol spray painted on them, like a stencil spray painted on them in gold. And they could contain different, you know, various things. And they were scattered around campus and, and most of them were hidden extremely well. Like we did not find many of them. Um, One of them I found at the end of the day was literally right outside of one of the briefing room buildings doors where I had like searched multiple times. How was it hidden? So you didn't see it. It was in a tree, like where a tree split, but like up. So like you could still reach it, but like you, you wouldn't think to look in that tree because it was like off to the side by like a parking space (laughs) Ah, okay, and stuff like that. And I don't know where the rest of them were hidden, but yeah, they had these Loki bags hidden around. We were told they probably have good stuff. They might have, weird stuff but um you need to go for you know it will help you to find them um and we had found one or two um and <laughs> it got dropped and cody's like cody's blowpipe got dropped because he had a very close call and then at the end it was like gotta go back and get them <laughs> despite the zombies so like a rescue squad went to like retrieve cody's here i think we got the blowpipe back during the mission actually and then we went back later for the loki bag after we went like after most of the squad returned um but it was definitely some fun moments of being able to like send like a mini squad out to like go get something um and yeah cody cody lived up to the cody hype mission one so kudos cody uh running a blowpipe in a sock vest (laughs) that that blowpipe was really good oh yeah blowpipes are very underrated in modern hvz yeah um I definitely yelled at Cody a few times with love for, you know, Cody, there's no need to be 60 yards behind us trying to pick off the boomer. Just catch <laughs> up. But uh, it was it was fun. It was a very fun missions. Uh, very light. Like there was a few close calls in that mission for people like Cody doing Cody things. Um, but for most of our squad, I, I did not feel 
like we were under threat for mission one or two very much. Um, and we, we also, you know, had very competent players and some of us had lots of ammo. <laughs> so we, we felt confident and safe and that didn't last for me. But um, so we did mission one, we did mission two, which was successfully lead all the uh, reverse tank, the zombie bombs away. And they did not blow up the building. Um, and then we had the big mission, mission three. Mission three was like like a four a four parter mission, um, and you can you can guess who had a lot of design input for that. Uh, <laughs> Can't imagine. Yeah. Um, well, I'm Adam. Do you remember which each stage of that mission was? I I think I have it, but I'm not sure. Are we on mission two? Uh, mission three. three. Mission two is pretty straightforward. Oh, three was like the. Th- it was like. I just remember the map being three uh, decreasingly large areas yes. to work with. So that I got, I got the pictures on my phone. Maybe yeah, that I think so. It was like right outside of the briefing room. There's a big green just north of it, and that was like that whole green was the zone for mission or for part one. And you go a little further up campus, and it's part two. And it's a smaller circle, and then the north end of oh, campus yeah, yeah, yeah. was okay. part three, and it was the smallest circle. Um, yeah, so the biggest circle, uh, we had to find these cards, right? That because it was like yes. uh, clues to passwords. We had to get these passwords, and there were like like what red and green and yellow cards or something, and the cards had like hints or something. Um, yes, and that yes. one there were three volatile specials so running zombies that could only be taken out with um medium or heavy ammo because they used the pennsylvania the grove city ammo scale so like mega socks mega xl rockets that type of thing um so we had to find those cards that had the phrases and i think you had to also put the phrases in the right order and if you put them like said the wrong phrase or the wrong combination it would trigger like an instant respawn oh, of all the zombies. <laughs> now, again, there weren't too many zombies at this point. No, no, um, no. Yeah. And this one I was using the uh, the FDL basic for, and this was my first uh, first time running that not in Z13. And that, that sucker's accurate. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was, I was using it to, I would fire like three shots every time the boomer put his head right when the boomer was putting his head back on to respawn and i was picking him off from like 50 60 feet away <laughs> and uh they started like fast putting the headband on and like taking off at a sprint because <laughs> in pennsylvania the boomers run oh, okay um and but it, but it was it was doing its job very well of keeping the boomer away from the humans for the first part of the mission but I was burning through ammo. So now I know what it's like to be Tim in an HVC. <laughs> I was just about to say, it sounds like you were playing uh, the way I did uh, for the um, that hold during, yes. what was it, Mission mission 3, where we had to defend Wilhelmina. Walmart. Yes. Yeah. And I yeah, just kept exactly taking that. out the Banshee. I definitely was channeling you. And, <laughs> and kind of like, I th- Adam and I, I think we both had that discussion of, Tim's not here. We need to make up for that firepower. <laughs> so I, I was, you know, I was like, all right, I'm gonna run the basic. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna kit out with mags. So I had all my mags on me at that point that I could carry. Um, and I went through like half of my ammo in part one. <laughs> oh, um, in part one of the four part 
Wow. Yes. Well, yeah, it, it was like kind of a five part. There were three main parts, but it was like a five part thing. Okay. Yeah. So they get the phrases. We start moving north on campus to the next area, which is on the other side of the library building. Um, and we were kind of the human. I think it's like the humans were not sure which way to go, like around which side of the building. And then a very well hidden zombie who actually was our friend, the reverse tank slash Bruce Banner from the last two missions had hidden himself behind a bench on this road that goes through campus right by the library um, or all along the walking path. He, he was just, he had gotten there earlier and just laid down behind it where you couldn't really see him and just didn't move and like long played this and a, like our kind of like flanking kind of scout human was up there and we see movement and yell for him, like watch out. And he turns around really quick, uh, but gets his feet tangled up and took a tumble. Uh, and so we you know, called medical hold. He got a big scrape on his arm uh, at that moment. That was our first, like first real hold of the game. Uh, he was fine. He just, he got a, He got a, he got an ouchie. They were patching him up. And this is where I died because uh, in my, one of my advice points for any HVZ invitational, we're really good about calling stop to a game. We're not very good about calling clearly to restart the game. And, and this was also on me. I was right up there. So I was kind of preoccupied because I'd been like one of the closest humans to when he fell. So I was kind of saying like, you know, letting the mods know like, no, the zombie didn't tackle him. He, he did trip and he was saying, yeah, yeah, I just stumbled. It was not anything. And uh, yeah. Cody says we need whistles. Every HVZ club should have whistles to start and stop games. Um, but they restarted the game. I was very much out of position at that point from the humans kind of up there away from the main human group. And I kind of heard Alex watch out and I see zombies coming at me <laughs> and there was a noodle. There was a noodle zombie. I didn't see coming behind me. But the zombie that got me was the bench zombie slash Bruce Banner slash the reverse tank who seemed to just be our best friend. And he came in. I had a sock ready. I threw the sock at the last minute, you know, tossed it at him. And he did this expert slide to dodge it and just got me right at the right, you know, right in the lower half, like just kind of like slid by and kind of like wrapped my legs up accidentally. Didn't take me down or anything, but uh, it was a very athletic play from him. Um, got a good tag on me. So at that point I was dead. So pretty, pretty early, but I was, I was happy with it. It was a good call, a good tag, good effort from him. So I went and put my gear up and rejoined the mission a little bit later. So from this point on, I don't know what happened until partway through the next part. So Adam, what happened? Um, so the next, the next section of the mission after we, we didn't end up finding all the cards, um, because we think that, uh, maybe some students or something like picked them up or they got blown away or um, something. Anyways, we kind of got mulliganed there and then we got segued into the next section, um, which is a slightly smaller area um, near the tennis courts. Um, and that area, and I will say that uh, the mods and admins did a really good job of not railroading us, but making sure we knew where to go uh, and they would lead us into the next area where the game was supposed to happen and stuff. So people weren't, you know, wandering around pointlessly. Um, so it was this clearing um, with uh, 
with the tennis courts on one side and there was a road on the the border and it, it was uphill to the road um and basically there was uh somebody by the tennis courts with a laptop and it was wordle um so you had to had have people go and make a guess uh to try and guess the word right um but if you guessed incorrectly the person with the computer had a megaphone and she would count you know three two one and then um at zero a you'll have to a witch would spawn with a 10 second charge and then she would turn into a volatile after that so she could then be stunned um and so basically they told us or the strategy was you have people guessing um that are pretty quick on their feet because they mentioned that the witch uh, will generally charge towards the computer if that was the closest thing, and then it would try and get whoever's closest, um, which was which was somewhat true. Um, it wasn't unfair at all. Um, so we we kind of ho hummed a bit. I, I think the people guessing did, weren't guessing quickly enough because you, you realize you could just guess a few different words and you know you could kind of figure it out pretty quickly um so there was it was it felt like 20 minutes of just guessing but it was was, it was probably shorter than that and there was a lot of frustrated charges from the undead side yeah Um, i had enough time to go put my gear up in the briefing room go to the bathroom drink some water chat with a mod and then like leisurely walk back to the zombies yeah and they were not even halfway through the puzzles and um so the plot point here was we yes. are at the gates to Dr. Doom's castle or stronghold or yeah. um whatever and we were to guess uh the password to get in to see Dr. Doom um and we could only send two people in um to get the soul stone yeah Dr. Uh, Doom had the whole soul stone right right so uh, uh, as far as gameplay goes, there there was some frustrated charges. We were uh, sometimes the zombies would kind of put us up into the road, and the mods had to stop the game and say, "You know, let's not do this. We don't want to get people get run over," which is you know a little understandable, I guess. Um, there was some confusion because that road was in play on the maps. Yeah, um, yes, but I think there were enough. There was enough cars coming and going that they got a little sketchy feeling from it. Yeah, right. And you know, without belaboring it too much, um, there were, really wasn't a whole lot of player trade on either side there. Um, I don't think there were many tags at all. No, that that one, the humans had positioned themselves pretty much uphill from the zombies. So that was where yeah. the zombies were just getting I, exhausted, charging. I, um, I think oh. Cody got turned at this mission. Uh, a lot of, of people the... got turned at this yeah. mission, yes. Yeah. But throughout um, the mission. So uh anyways, we ended up getting the the password and I, I forgot what it was. Do you remember what it was, Alex? No, because I was a zombie. Yeah, I forgot what the password was. It started with an A. Um but anyways, we got the password and then we had to have two volunteers to go and get the soul stone and that was the tale of two Bryans. So <laughs> Buff and Brain both went. 
uh, to go get the Soul Stone. And if you remember um, any of the, the Avengers oh, movies no. where Hawkeye and Black Widow had to go get the Soul Stone. Um, they apparently played out that scene uh, out of sight yep. of everyone else. Yeah. And <laughs> they like, took them behind a building. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, it was Buff. Buff got exchanged for the Soul Stone, right? Uh, I'm pretty well, sure. Yes, it was Buff. Yeah, oh, Buff was widow. Buff was widow. Yes, yeah, he was widow. So he was uh, what brain uh, held most valuable or whatever. So yeah, I um, will, now, uh, I, I can't wait to hear the five minute respawn recap to hear about what went on. Oh yeah, the I won't I won't talk about it here because it's secondhand hearsay. But uh, yeah, brain, go go listen to five minute respawns. Uh, think of this when it comes out because. You need to hear it from his mouth. Um, Now, this brings up something that I forgot to even mention with the story. Um, We're tasked with stopping the zombies, right? Uh, So what do you do to get power? You find the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity Stones. So we were were in this mission trying to get the Soul Stone from Doctor Doom, who had survived this whole time. Uh, And he was basically saying, like, I'm willing to team up with the heroes, uh, and we needed the soul stone to see if that would work to stop the zombies. Like, could you, could you use that to reverse the zombie plague? Um, so there was the soul stone. We had already gotten the, was it the power stone? Uh, I don't remember. It was before this one was before mission two. And I'm, I apologize for forgetting this. There was a bowl of red liquid, which was the aether. And in it were Ziploc bags with uh, folded pieces of paper in them. And so people could come up as volunteers, reach into this punch bowl and draw a bag out, open it up and read what happened. And the Aether would warp. It was a reality stone, reality stone, because the Aether would warp reality. And somewhere in there was the actual reality stone, but you had to draw until you got it. And so like someone drew and it was, you can only use a single shot for this mission, like a single shot blaster with only one dart and you can't reload. Oh my god! That was Tyler. Tyler from BG got that. You you could reload with that one dart. Yeah, we, we, questioned, the dart. we questioned and said, "Can you if you retrieve that dart, could you reload it?" And they said yes. So it was, he sharpened it was the dart. Amazing. He never actually shot it, from what I no. understand. Uh, now that's an interesting thing. Tyler actually was the first one from our squad that got turned. He got turned in mission one. Yeah, uh, but we had in the Loki bags that you could find were resurrections things. So we actually rezzed him. Uh, oh, after that's Mission what happened. One. Yeah, because that's that's why the Loki bag dropped, and we went back and got the Loki bag, and in the Loki bag was the resurrection uh, item. So he got rezzed, and yeah, he ended up being like one of the last, I think, the last two humans alive. <laughs> wow! Uh, in the end, so first first human from our squad dead, last one alive. So, um, real quick side tangent, you know, we've we referenced the. Uh the demon game at YSU quite a bit where when I got demoned, Tyler's the one that put me out of my misery. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He was a joy to play with. I have not played with him before. I don't think. Uh, so if I have before Tyler, I apologize, but I think that was my first time playing with Tyler. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely fun. And they, they did a pretty good job throughout this whole uh, event at Geneva of keeping to the Marvel theme. So the storyline was consistently Marvel. There were a few uh, things I'll talk about at the end that I would like suggestions I would make or things I wish they had done a little different, but that's not major stuff either. Um, 
so yeah, the soul stone was it was gathered. Buff joined the zombie horde, and then the humans what had to go to another area outside of like their main campus hall and do a hold. And that was where the zombie cage. It was a caged zombie that had right. been caught. Right. right. They were yeah. They were experimenting on this this zombie. Right. So the idea was. You would expose it or touch it to the soul stone to see what happened. So you had to, I guess, take a sock and then go and like throw it at the zombie in the cage, which was made from the same um, things where they, uh, the thing they were trying to build, it was like this modular, um, like the building cage stuff. Uh, it was like a bunch of nodes and these like foam pool noodle things. I have to, but anyways, about these. yeah, it, it was cool. I mean, you could walk through them, right? They're they're not like any real right. structure, but it was cool that you had to build them. Anyways, uh, so walked up, socked the zombie. Then you had to hold that zombie there for what is it, ten minutes or something? Five or ten uh, minutes. I yeah, think it was, it was five, five, and then it got expanded. Fifteen. 15 like I said, brain fifteen. Says. Like brain sets fifteen. Um. So yeah, basically, um, you had to sock it, and then. If the zombies got to their fellow Zed, then she would get up and she would run away and yeah. nobody could stop her. She would run and you'd have to go and find her uh, and then bring her back, like and stun her and bring her back. Yeah. Yeah. So um, basically everybody formed a perimeter around the experiment and um, the zombies were organizing and rushing and all this stuff. Um and so they were this i i would say this is maybe a little more of a turning point for when they started gaining people i mean yes. i don't, i mean i don't know how many tags they got but they did get me um cuz i tried to play tim with like eight mags and apparently i need 22 um so i i ended up shooting all of my ammo and some of gargunkle's ammo too um and my Meowser broke oh, in a no. way that I have never seen, uh, I've never experienced before. My hurricane wheels walked off the motors and like fused to the upper. <gasps> and then I think that caused a jam and also broke my pusher motor. Oh my so God. the whole thing was foobard. Um, and then I tried to be sock ninja and I socked a few things. Um, and then brain got me. So that was the best way. That was the best way to go. Like I, I was. It was not a cheap tag or anything like that. They had shields and they were rushing, and all I had was socks. And my blaster was extraordinarily broken. I had zero darts. Um, it was. It was a splendid way to die. Yeah, that that was definitely the turning point. Um, we had we'd gotten buff. Who, as anyone familiar with the HVZ scene and anywhere knows he can be a very scary good zombie um and when we were doing that charge even before that charge the starting with part two when we were charged the zombies had to charge up that hill over and over and there was a lot of the younger crowd you know students were getting very low morale from that they were getting tired they weren't getting tags and i remember pointing at adam <laughs> talking with a few of them and i said no no like this mission has more parts and I you see the guy there in the dark shirt 
see, he's got clear mags. Do you see how many darts are still in those mags? <laughs> I was like, just keep hammering him. And you're going to you're going to start seeing your tags because they're going to start running like a lot of these kids are running out of ammo over here. Uh, and I think and, you know, that's what happened in the last part. Um, I charged in. They, they like armed up the zombies there were because they hadn't been getting too many tags. So we had shields. I think almost every zombie had a noodle at that point. Um, and I on a big char, I, I actually took a second and like organized the zombies at that point because uh, they were just very disorganized. Like as soon as the boomer respawned, they would all just charge. And the boomer was usually leading the charge, which I was like, no, 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 we need shields up front. And they'd already gotten that. They already put shields in front of the boomer. Um, and so I said, no, don't, don't just put the boomer behind the shields. Do shields, volatiles, every other zombie and the boomer in the very back, because we can all eat up all the darts uh, before, um, you know, before the boomers gets tagged and he can get, if he gets popped, he's closer to those humans. And that's what started getting a few more of the, uh, uh, a few more of the tags. So I got brain with a noodle, uh, which I was very happy about because brain is a very tricky human to tag. Uh, I, I noodled him in the nipple and uh, got him a few of our uh, other squad mate or my former squad mates. Uh, I think like Morgana got turned and a few other people who are, you know, we've played with a good bit. Um, so the, the zombie horde got some experienced players coming onto it at that point. And the humans, while the humans never were really at risk of losing that mission, uh, or even like us getting to the cage, I think we got close to tagging the zombie cage once. Um, other than that, it was very, uh, it was just, we got, we got numbers from it, which is a good mission, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things. And once that was done, uh, the humans retreated to the, uh, the state, the briefing room and the mission ended. Um, and so that brought us to, Mission four, uh, which I believe there was a little break in between there. Uh, but mission four was kind of a shorter mission. And this is one where things started to get a little weird because they, they were focused on just getting to final stand and having the story happen. But mission four was basically they had to go find the, uh, the eye of Agamotto. So the, the, the last stone they needed um, at that point, because they had recovered all the other ones through dossiers and in game. And so they they had to go find it, and we knew it was in the big green right outside the briefing area. And the humans were searching all over that area and could not find it for the life of them. And it was in this lit-up pavilion gazebo, like, sitting in a chair. <laughs> um, and we didn't even, like, most of the zombies didn't even know that. And I heard the humans being like, "It's it's in the it's in the gazebo. Like they're clearly guarding the gazebo." And I was just like, "We're we're really not," <laughs> but uh, it was in there. And they were supposed to get that and then get through this uh, constructed like archway of boxes that was like a portal. And um, they never found the stone. Uh, they never got they never got into the gazebo. Um, they're playing the like survivor mode uh most of the players were bees at that point i feel like so uh it became a you know i think they the mods made a decision to just say all right any human that gets to the little sidewalk area with the portals on instead of having people try to stampede through a narrow gate anyone who gets to that paved area you're through the portal you're safe 
and just said they found the, the stone, which from, you know, out of game, from a story mode, that bugs me. And I, I, I believe I told them that. Like, I was like, well, if they didn't get it, they shouldn't get it. Like, adjust the story for the end, but they shouldn't have it. Uh, but that was kind of said, oh, you, you, they got it. Um, and at this point, I almost declared podcast victory. Because in the last little charge of humans trying to get to this paved area, uh, Scotty from 5-Minute Respawn is trying to get there. And he's way faster than me, but I took a decent angle on him and almost got the tag. It was, it was the, my fingers got him, except not my palm. And I talked to him and I said, look, it, it's your call if you think I tagged you clean or not. And he said, I think I'm going to choose to stay alive. So, uh, which is, you know, completely fair uh, call from him. And I was sitting there going, man, I almost beat five minute respawn single-handedly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's probably good that I did because I would never have let Brain and Scotty live it down. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was the humans running in. Uh, one of the humans took a fall because the asphalt there was recently redone and rather slick. And you know, you, you'd step on it, expecting it to be normal sidewalk, and your your feet would go out from under you a bit. And someone took a tumble, and so they called a just called a hold. And I think at that point made the correct decision to just end the mission there because. Their goal for where everyone needed to run was a safety hazard, they realized. Um, so yeah, uh, that was the end of mission four, which led us into uh, final stand after a break, uh, during which uh, myself, Adam, Brain, and Buff Daddy Nerf, Brian went to a local drinking establishment and sampled the wares and came back ready to uh, have a good time. <laughs> um, during this... <laughs> We had convinced uh, Luke and the admins to, uh, we questioned where the superheroes had gone because they, basically they were short staffed on mods and they didn't have enough people to play superheroes throughout the remaining missions. So they had kind of scrapped them as a story point. And we said, hey, do you want your heroes back? Because we're willing to play the heroes for you. <laughs> and so they said, sure. So we were offered up, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Thor, Hawkeye, and Mr. Fantastic. Well, no one wanted to be Mr. Fantastic because he was just a double noodle zombie and they were already noodles. Uh, the best possible person took Spider-Man, which was Brain. Uh, this was a Spider-Man morph suit with shading in all the right areas. <laughs> uh, there's a picture floating around. I believe it's on the 5-Minute Respawn Instagram. Uh, so go check that out. And it's I took that picture and I'm very proud of it. Uh, uh, dump truck Spider-Man was out there. We had, uh, buff daddy was Hawkeye. So they gave him a big, bad bow with mega XL darts. And he was what was called a marksman zombie. So he was essentially a spitter, but with actually a blaster and ammo. Um, and then I was Thor zombified Thor. We were all zombies and I was a spitter. So they gave me, uh, two blue balls, uh, which, unfortunate choice because they gave them to me and I'm crude. Um, and a wig. Uh, there was a Thor wig that I put on because we thought that was that was appropriate that the bald person be Thor. And uh, I also took the uh, Thor's hammer and just carried it as a prop. Um, but the Thor mechanic was he was just a spitter. And then the Spider-Man mechanic was he was a wraith, I believe. Yes, a wraith. So he was... He was the the mess up the human formation zombie, like hardcore. Um, 
And yeah, so we got to be those. We came back just inebriated enough to play uh, to play up those characters very well. And um, oh, Brain wanted to clarify, Sprinter Wraith. So like, yeah, just F you up. Uh, so Final Stand was held in their football stadium, nice. which I believe uh, from... You know, I've never played there, but I believe that was a YSU tradition, if uh, I'm not mistaken. Yes, absolutely. It was great. So definitely uh, definitely some of the people who were putting on this event uh, have played at YSU, Mike, uh, and were drawing some inspiration from that and feels from that. So, um, yes. Oh, the briefing room cutscene. I forgot about this. I wondered when this was going to come up. Yes. Thank you, Brain, in the chat for mentioning this. I was just talking, talking, talking. Uh, Back it up to the start of Mission 4, where they had to go out and find uh, the Eye of Agamotto. Um, I was pulled off to the side with two other zombies by the mods uh, during the break. And uh, Mike had an evil look in his eye, uh, who Mike and Luke kind of jointly put on this uh, HVZ as the admins. Um, with the, They wrote the story. So they said, we want to do a cutscene. Uh, we want you to go do xyz with luke real quick and you'll wait for the signal so we went downstairs where the zombies normally went downstairs for their briefings there was a back stairwell that led directly into the back of the briefing room itself um and we three zombies went there with luke the uh the head admin for this event and luke was playing uh a non-licensed version of Nick Fury, which I dubbed Mick Flurry. Um, and Mike was Agent Coulson, who I dubbed Agent Coldstone. And they both adopted those names by the end. Uh, <laughs> so Mick Flurry came with us uh, and was waiting in the stairwell. And Mike gave his briefing, which I couldn't hear, but basically was saying, like, the zombies are breaking through. Uh, he had an alarm klaxon start sounding really loudly, at which point... Luke as McFlurry runs through, like opens the door, runs through. We close it quickly behind him and start banging on the windows of it. And like, you know, like zombie calling at it and trying to pull it, like fake pull it open. And he's, you know, they're coming through everyone get out now. And then he moves away from the door and draws a dart zone pro mark two. <laughs> and, you know, we break through the door and I break through uh, yelling my loudest tank yell I can. Uh, and the zombies sprinted. Now we were told, don't tag the humans, just scare them. But so the humans, from the human side, they hear this alarm go off. Main NPC comes in, holding a door shut. There's people banging on the door. He gets thrown off the door, and a tank and two zombies bust into the room. And all the humans sprinted so fast out of that room, grabbing whatever gear they could. Uh, it was It was amazing amazingly done uh one guy panicked and ran out to a balcony on the back of the building uh because it was the door closest to him realized there was nowhere off of the balcony so he ran back in with a hades and started shooting us <laughs> oh jeez! and mike had like the mods were all like no 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 you're actually safe it's just a cutscene. go you got you go rejoin the humans uh and another guy right as all the humans are sprinting out of the room panicked runs out of the bathroom <laughs> Because he hears people shouting and screaming and alarms blaring. <laughs> oh, wow. It has this panicked look. And he's just looking around, like run, tries to like edge along the side of the room. 
at this point, I like, just stopped yelling tank and started laughing because like a guy running panicked out of the bathroom. You can't stay serious. And he just like grabs the nearest blaster and then sprints out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very well-designed cutscene for them. Um, and so, yeah, the briefing room collapsed at that point, which is why the humans had to be forced out so quickly uh, without any time to prep for the mission. Just here's what you need to do. Go. Um, and we're told, like, basically, you can't return to the briefing room until the mission ends, uh, at which point, you know, it's, it gets reestablished as a safe zone. Um, so it was it was extremely well done and extremely fun to be a part of that. Nice. But, now, yeah, so thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> now, there was another actual scene of like a trailer video uh opening <laughs> intro that yeah they made a like a marvel you know how the marvel movies all start with the uh the characters flashing across the screen and then it kind of forms the word marvel with the characters flashing in the letters yes and and uh, it, somebody it was, was featured quite prominently in that yes uh they had some of the geneva mods and all this and then they had our very own old fusion designs adam uh meme picture from end war the what is this shit adam picture <laughs> which if you haven't seen it uh maybe we'll put that on the detroit dark talk instagram <laughs> yeah we should actually uh just it was a great candid photo of adam from end war just hand out like like this look of like wtf on his face it, it's in um, the, it's in the chat for our it's in the chat yeah we we need to we need to put that on social media just just to be sure i'm on it yeah um so that adam you got you, when you were prominently featured in that video it i lost it I absolutely lost it. Same. I was flattered and also flabbergasted. I think I might have peed my pants laughing a little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was very, that that was the last thing I expected to see. Yeah. So, uh, so Adam, you're famous in more ways than one. Apparently. So HVZ famous. Just got to get those memes going. I've made it. I'm a meme now. You, you and, and brains, Spider-Man ass are top tier. I had no idea that Brain was packing that. Brain Brain has got a badonka donk in case anyone wasn't familiar. Seriously, Brain is trap right there. Thick. There's a lot of gray matter there. You know what I mean? There's the stinger. (laughs) (laughs) You broke me. You absolutely broke me. Oh my god. I love it so much. Oh, can we please pair the picture of rain with the picture of Adam side side. Someone photoshopped those oh, together. The, the the woman yelling and the cat. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. Hang on. I gotta fix myself. But yes, um, it was there was there was a lot of good humor to be had at this HVZ. Which, uh, if there's one thing that was not present at End War. Uh, there wasn't really any good humorous moments. And I think for a game where we're all running around pretending to fight zombies with souped up children's toys, uh, embracing the chaos and hilarious nature of it is always, uh, always good. Yeah. I, I liked, I liked this being a smaller invitational. Maybe I can save my thoughts for like the end. Did we go, we didn't go over final stand yet. Did we? No, I was starting to. And then someone was yeah. like, what about the cutscene?" <laughs> so yeah. Um, it was it was good. So I talked a lot about the last mission. Adam, why don't you tell us final stand? 
oh well uh i was not that important um i was kind of given the option to be silver surfer but i didn't really feel like donning the spandex shirt that was probably two sizes too small and he was just a noodler or was that mr fantastic i was it was mr fantastic yeah Yeah. sorry i get i get my my comics mixed up apparently um edit that out please i'm gonna get shamed um anyways i'm not editing so rip so I was given the option, and I I kind of didn't do it because I thought it would be fun to do, but I just wasn't. I was very tired at that point, um, or getting tired because final stand started. the The briefing was at like 10 p.m. or something for the humans. I was tired. Yeah. Um. And anyway, so I just elected to be a normal, normal, normal zombie. And then we are kind of hustled out before the humans get the the briefing. And we walk down to the stadium. We're like in one of the side rooms, um, kind of waiting for our cue. Uh, Dr. Doom is just standing in the middle of the field. All the lights are on. Um, you could tell like that this is going to be epic. Um, and it was really, really cool. So we're just waiting there. We're kind of getting cold. The anticipation's building. Um, you know, dump truck Spider-Man's there and he doesn't have much clothes on and that ass apparently don't keep him that warm. Um, and he like borrowed a guy's jacket. And so everybody's trying to keep the dump truck warm. And, uh, so then they get the cue and the heroes walk out, uh, and they're all standing with Dr. Doom, um, looking menacing and stuff. Uh, and then we get the cue. I think the humans, the mods are setting up at the end. The humans are at the end or whatever. Then the zombies come out. Um, and then so we all get out there. I had a noodle. I was hype. I think we were standing behind the heroes, right? Our, yeah. Uh, und- yeah, the undead heroes and Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom was doing a, doing a pretty good job, like, rah, you know, like getting everybody like hyped up out there, like when the time was coming. Because the Avengers music started playing yeah. like the, the end game music started playing. Oh, and, and if it we was, haven't said it, Dr. Doom was bad the whole time. Plot yeah, list. yeah. He was the source. And so, um, the mechanic here was like, this was like the final stand, right? The humans needed to occupy like eight portals to close them, to prevent Dr. Doom and his undead army from like spreading across the multiverse or something. Um, and you only had apparently you only had to hold each one for five minutes, and you could hold them at the same time. Yeah, you could do simultaneous um, holds. Right. <clears throat> so, anyways, um, Doctor Doom gets everybody hyped or whatever, and then he does like a countdown, and then we're like, "God, we start running or whatever." The mod's like, "No, no, 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 stop, stop, stop!" Like, "Where you're not supposed to come yet." And then yeah, we so timed we it with everybody. the music and the music was too early. Yeah. <laughs> everybody got hyped and we all charged and it was like, yeah, you know, and then totally wrong queue. We blew the queue 100%. <laughs> so, so we go back and line up and everything. And, you know, so the enthusiasm was a little bit less, but um, we ended up charging and all of that stuff. And that was great. But there was a mechanic that, um 
just 1000% sealed the fate of the humans, <laughs> which it, it was final stand, right? But this was like a 10 minute final stand tops. If, um, yeah. if that, and it was every time I think we were on like the 60 yard line or the 30 yard line on the we, other side. We or started on like the third doom was on the 30 yard line. Yeah. The heroes <laughs> were like the 40 maybe. Yeah. So every time a zombie got tagged, Dr. Doom was a moving respawn point. Every time a zombie got tagged, uh, basically they'd run back and tag him, and he would move up, what was it, th- one three step? Ste- one step, yeah. One, so every, I think it's one step per Yeah, tag. every zombie that he tagged back in, uh, he would move up one step. So we knew this, so we just started, like I was yelling, like, meat grinder, meat grinder, just go back to Doom. <laughs> so people were just running laps, basically. Um, it was like suicides, right? But it was getting, like, progressively easier. But, like, the closer he got, the faster people were able to be tagged in. So he was moving, like, 5, 10, 15 yards at a time in the end until yeah. he was pretty much at the goal line. But he stopped and in there in zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so he's like this is close up and again I'm like well you know that's about as close as i, I would expect yeah. um but yeah so that that sealed the fate right there um and it was it was cool like it worked and stuff and um i don't know if you want to tell i mean i was just a lowly a lowly zed i really didn't get many if any tags until that point um do you want to tell uh, the hero story? Uh, the hero story wasn't much different. We we were sent out to line up dramatically first, and then the zombies kind of filled out behind us. And we posed for some pictures because they had a student photographer there. <laughs> and yeah, I, I posed with my two blue balls because Luke gave me blue balls. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, for me, I was like, you know, I was a spitter mechanic, but unfortunately, the balls were slightly deflated, so they didn't get good distance. And after the first throw, uh, the dew was like settling on the field already, so they became slippery. So I got zero stuns and zero tags oh. in that final stand. However, I did accidentally peg a human in the head who had just been tagged with a ball. Oh, that no. I lost as like, far as I could. It came out of some point right in the face. I felt bad for that. Um, okay, so the humans did have some resources at their arsenal, right? They could get yes. reset charges, which yeah. I think would uh, totally remove a portal that they had to defend. Correct. Uh, and the other thing was they got, so they got reset charges, and they did get the Infinity Gauntlet, but due to budget cuts, it was an oven mitt, <laughs> and they got I think the real one they didn't want to mess up. Yeah, and they got what five six they got six stones, which were socks that had colored duct tape on them. And basically all they could do with the infinity gauntlet is somebody would wear it and they would throw the sock at at the special, right? The one of the four hero specials. Yeah. And all that would do is just stun them for 30 seconds. Um, and you could only use each sock once. So <laughs> I believe they could uh, also throw them at Doom to stun him. Right, yeah. But, but that um, was really hard to do because he's the respawn point. <laughs> basically, uh, uh, it was very screwed. 
um, it stunned us until natural spawn or until we were tagged on. Yeah, so 30 seconds or basically they ran 30 feet back to doom in the end zone and they were back in again, right? So um, that's all the humans had. So it was rather hopeless um, as final stance should be. Uh, and it was fortunate because well, we got them all and all that stuff. But then somebody's like, look, she's still in. And there was this girl that was just like, she was casually walking zombies, the zombies and yeah. everything. And she walked she, right past me and I like saw her and was like, yeah. oh, she's out. Yeah. Okay. Lisa from YSU. And um, the, she was just kind of like, I, I imagine her as like, um, what um, confused John Travolta, like just looking around, like I'm still alive, but no, one's and then just me. not saying anything. And I think she had like a couple socks in her hands or something. Um, and then when everybody was like, she's still in, like everybody charged her. She's like, don't tackle me. Don't tackle me. Yeah. Um, and I, I noodled her. So I ended up getting her. That was, I think my only tag. Final um, I might, I might've gotten another few tags, but that was my memorable zombie moment. Well, second most memorable zombie moment, I guess. Um, yeah. And then we went to pose for a big picture in the end right it was like a midfield yeah and they turned the lights out <laughs> they hit like 11 o'clock or something and right at 11 and they turned the lights out yeah, and it, this was like yeah it was and then we had to do the darts the dark dark sweep in the dark dark sweep yeah in the dark yeah so right. everyone had their flashlight phone flashlights it, on yeah you know it's the football field so you really have to make sure it gets clean <laughs> I'd say yeah. that's their fault for turning the lights off. Yeah. Well, apparently whoever set up the stadium, because it was like football games or for like high schools earlier in the day, uh, they had just set it as a timer <laughs> ah. and thought we would be done by 11, I guess. And so it went off and that was, it was, it was a hilarious moment where we we're like literally all about to get together for the picture. And they're like, uh, picture will be later <laughs> in the briefing room um so yeah we did dart sweep i took the wig off at that point and adam looks at me he's like dude your head and apparently i was just steaming off uh -oh. of my bald scalp for like 30 minutes it did not stop <laughs> brain says i became a waypoint <laughs> yeah it was I, we have some videos and pictures it was it was pretty entertaining uh that wig was hot let me tell you that wig was so hot <laughs> It was it was impressive. Like uh, Alex was giving off, like um, I don't know, like he was a, a steam engine that had blew a rivet. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. But it, it's weird. Like his face looks ethereal because <laughs> there was so much steam coming off it, and it was like a little bit longer exposure picture, so it almost looks fake. <laughs> so it was really cool. Yeah. So yeah, we cleaned up, we went back, we packed our gear, or said the zombie prayer, uh, took pictures, packed our gear, said our goodbyes, uh, exchanged illicit arms deals in the parking lot with people, and uh, returned to another night in the beaver. One more night in the beaver. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, go, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, do we want to talk about like final thoughts? Uh, yeah, let's it, do some overall thoughts. And yeah. What, what was your... Geneva moment, you know. Uh, my Geneva moment was 
I had two. I had a human and a zombie. Um, as a human, right before I got turned in the start of mission three, uh, we were having trouble finding those clues scattered around that green. And the humans were really kind of disorganized. Like there was no cohesive like leadership. And I was seeing humans starting to get almost get pinched off. And um, so I just kind of took it upon myself to become human field commander um, and just started yelling out for you know, like humans need to old school tactics like make a line here don't let zombies through make a line here they're circling the building we're taking this whole quarter of the quad for everyone every other human is going to search behind us for these clues because so many people were just spread off willy-nilly and they were going to get picked off because like that that's how you get picked off in hbc is you go off alone and fast zombies come after you um and so i, I just took it about myself so i i enjoyed that because it was effective you know, I, I, people, people are like, oh, someone's yelling for me to do something. And they would line up where I told them to. And it, it, I mean, we couldn't find all the things in the end, but it definitely worked to give the searchers like protection. Uh, it made me feel good. Um, and then I died like within five minutes after that. So <laughs> go figure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that was my, my favorite zombie moment was obviously tagging brain with a noodle. Um Right, right, right in the in the left nipple, I believe it was, um, and uh, that was just good feeling getting someone I knew uh, or I was friends with. You always like to tag your friends out; always makes you feel good. So I was happy to be able to get Brain because I consider him a pretty uh, pretty high tier HVZ player. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those are my two moments. What about yours, Adam? <clears throat> okay, um, trying to think. Think, think, think. Okay, so I, maybe they were both when I was a zombie. Uh, so I was a zombie, and I decided to try and be tricky because we weren't getting that many tags. So I took my noodle, and I hid in some bushes. And the humans were set to walk right by. And they're like, watch the bushes, watch the bushes. And dude, it looks like a noodle. And yeah, I don't think anybody's there. It's just a noodle. But I was attached to the noodle. And <laughs> and uh, then they ended up turning around because something drew, drew aggro on the other side. And I popped out. And then I butterfingered the noodle. And I ended up just air jabbing at them. But I was about four feet too far away and I got lit up. But I would have maybe got somebody had I had the noodle in my hand still. And the other one was getting Lisa um at the very end she's like don't you know don't tackle me don't tackle me and i just kind of like gave her a little boop in the arm with the noodle um but yeah that was probably th those were two good moments i would say a less good moment was um it was still fun um i think it was during mission two or one uh, i think it was mission two we like got back oh it was it was basically during the first part of lunch there was some missions where you had to go get like these boxes down at the rugby field, which was about like a thousand foot down. Like it was like insanely steep um, going down to the rugby field. And uh, yeah, um, Buff was gonna, just going to go and do it. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go. And then I regretted it once. And then I went back with, I think Brain, Brain was with us um, and we were going to get, uh, the rest of the boxes because it would give us like some sort of advantage and stuff. Um, but anyways, we did that 
uh, I ended up getting the same amount of steps as I did um, during the main day at Endwar. Oh, I wow. I got like 26,000 steps. On that small was, campus? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I was very surprised because we were, I mean, we really were playing like the whole day mm-hmm. and we were constantly moving. So, uh, and I think like maybe it evened out because like the latter part of End War when we were all turned, like I was just kind of sitting around um, for a good part of, I don't know, what's it, Mission or five or something um so yeah that that was my movements your movements movements so let's do some like our favorite things about the entire game and how they did it maybe a few uh final thought type things about like suggestions for improvement if there were any yeah um do you want to go first you want me to um you go first so i can noodle some thoughts all right so um i love the theme I love that it was a consistent story that had been planned out. Um, you know, it made sense getting from point A to point B to point C and so on. Um, you know, Final Stand made sense with what was going on. And I really appreciate that. Uh, I've already told some of them, some of the admins there, like my thoughts that I was really bummed that the superheroes didn't stay as a major component throughout the entire thing, I felt like it lost a little bit of the feel in the middle when after mission one, we just didn't see Bruce Banner again. We didn't see Thor again until I donned the wig for final stand. Um, And so one of the suggestions that we had made to them was, you know, they had a legit reason that they had to take those out, which was just, they didn't have the bodies to play those characters were totally understandable. And we said, well, Hey, you have veterans of HVZ and friends who you know are coming, you know, maybe don't rely on that, but it doesn't hurt to ask if they wanted to do those roles. Um, even by adjusting those roles to make it, you know, a truly player role, you're just getting like a perk that my perk is I'm Thor and I get to do this thing. Um, I think that would have held the consistency of the, the immersion aspect of it a little better through the middle part of the game. Um, but not a huge thing because the game played fairly, pretty well. Um, my only major gameplay complaint, I think, and I touched on this already was mission four, where the humans never found the MacGuffin, the eye of Agamotto, but it was just kind of hand waved that, Oh, you got it at the end. Um, and that's just from a story point of view. It kind of, it just bugged me. Um, it, you know, it ultimately did not affect anything in the game. It would have been like one less infinity stone at final stand, I believe. Um, but it just, it seemed by hand waving it off like that, it seemed like this major MacGuffin became very uh, unnecessary, which kind of weirdly changes your 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 um, suspension of disbelief and all that if you're paying attention to the story. Well, uh, but you know, again, not a huge thing. You know, we've seen far more like game breaking calls being made at other events before, so uh, no. minor. Minor, yeah. So minor things that just, I think, would have held the story's cohesiveness together. Um, only other suggestion I really think I have, unless I'm just forgetting something obvious, because, of course, I didn't write my thoughts down. I just talked to them, talked about them. Um, I wish we could have seen a few more, like a little more variety of zombies. Um, so, like, as far as perk zombies go, we had shields and we had noodles. But the zombies for a lot of the day felt 
even if they were getting tags, they felt like they were not making progress. It's just from hearing the the zombie players talk. Um, That's a common and, feeling. Yes, too. it definitely is. But one of the things that I thought would have made a just a game changing aspect of the feel, and it was mentioned in the briefing, was spitters. Um, now I don't know if they just didn't have like enough spitter balls or something, but on a hilly campus to even just have two or three people be given a ball that just, you know, just roots a uh, human in place for a second. They can still defend themselves until they, their timer, their, you know, they, they unstun or whatever uh, would have been so much fun. Probably would not have gotten that many tags out of it, to be honest, because the humans were playing so well, but it would have made the zombies feel like they were more tense moments because, Oh, you know, you can toss the ball up the hill, have it roll back down into the humans. You know, that type of thing I think would have really played well uh, to the campus. Um, and so I just felt like there was a, a little bit of the zombies seemed a little bland, uh, even though there were there were volatiles. The volatiles were really only mission specific types of things. There weren't roaming specials necessarily, uh, except for the boomer. You know, there were no roaming tanks. Now, admittedly, on a small campus, that could have been bad, <laughs> but uh, it just it just felt like it was very limited in that aspect. And I would have liked to see more. And that might just be my personal preference of HVZ that I like seeing specials uh, be out and about more often, uh, not for specific points of the mission, but just in general. Um, but yeah, that was my only real negative. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed the story. I thought the theme was fantastic. They created you know, the cutscenes, the briefings, and the characters that they had they played were great. So kudos to them. And I hope uh, I hope Geneva puts on more invitationals. Um, I know this was kind of Luke's grad school hurrah uh, putting this on. So uh, he did a great job. So uh, I hope the the club continues on. I really want to make uh, it's it a fun, to it's a, yeah, it's a fun little campus to play on. Definitely. I, I do, like again. I don't think you should try to get like 200, 300 people playing on that campus. That that would just be chaos. Um, but for a small HVZ, very good, very good place. Very fun, uh, very fun crew to work with and play with. Wow, sounds like you guys had a blast. Yeah. good. Adam, what about you? It's me. Um, <clears throat> so I thought it was good. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Very good. Good. Was there the, any... The end... No. Um, <laughs> Anything else you want to say here? <laughs> well, aside from it being good. So I, I did love the Marvel theme, right? I thought it was absolutely wonderful. Um, it was like, it was cool that they pulled the superheroes in and, you know, we got Bruce Banner and we got Thor and um, Captain America and others and the Dr. Doom thing. It was great. Um, I wish like you said, like maybe the superheroes would have been a little bit more involved throughout. And I think there was intention that they would be, yeah. um, but it didn't, didn't appear that way, but it wasn't that really, um, yeah, you did make a captain Carter brain. Um, so yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that the moderator and admin communication was excellent. I never really once had a question about, what we had to do because they had mission briefings and the mission briefings were point. great. I kind of wish that I would have known like, because for final stand, like I didn't know what the humans were doing. Right. Um, not that I really had to, but we didn't really have, I didn't have an objective other than 
brains. Um, so other, I mean, but maybe, maybe that was by design, right? Uh, I thought it was a lovely invitational. Um, I guess if I really had to dig super deep and be bitchy, um, I would say there could have been a little bit more planned attrition of the humans uh, from the get-go because it really did seem like the zombies were getting put through a tough time um, for the first like three missions. Uh, but I realized that with a small HVZ, it's pretty easy to break the game uh, if you go too crazy. Um, but it, it obviously all worked out in the end. Um, so that that being said, you know I've never really planned anything at this scale. So uh, I think they did a great job, and I would definitely attend another one. Here, here. Well, it sounds like you guys definitely had a fun time. I uh, I really wish I could have made it. Next Same. time. Yeah, I'll definitely have to plan for that. But yeah, so yeah, I think that pretty much can, that's that's my thoughts as well. And is there any other points you wanted to make, Adam or Tim? Did you have any last questions or anything no, you wanted? I think you guys pretty on? much covered everything. I, yeah. I'm, so if you're listening and you in the future see oh Geneva College, little college in Pennsylvania is going to have an HVZ, it's if you can make it, go. Um, you know. We, we've talked a lot about Grove City. They're about an hour away from uh, Geneva. Uh, another fantastic place to play. And like Western Pennsylvania, these little schools are really picking up the of the baton of HVZ. Um, and it's it's fantastic to see. Uh, you know, I and Adam both missed the height of Ohio HVZ. We came into the, the hobby a bit late for that. And uh, so we're kind of cutting our teeth so to say, on uh, Pennsylvania HVZ, which is fun. Um, we get to we get to live in the the old glory of the old guard and hear all their tales and learn from them, and then make our own stories in, in some of these small schools, which is a lot of fun. And uh, so I appreciate the schools uh, keeping the keeping that torch held high and keeping the game going because it's it's uh, as all our listeners know, it's such a such a fantastic, uh, fun hobby to have. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad you guys are getting to experience some good quality um events and uh it was what's the word i'm looking for it was uh touch and go for a while there after covid whether or not we were going to see that heyday so or not hate the heyday but to see um a resurgence like i got to experience when you know when i first came into the hobby so i'm glad you guys are experiencing it all right do we want to do shout outs sure all right tim you go first uh, I would like to shout out, uh, uh, hold on one second. Bear with me. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was pulling up a list. All right. So I want to shout out, um, France Foamworks and Armstrong Accessories and Warhol's Wares and Detroit Dartworks, uh, Oh, apparently it's brains blasting leather now. Um, and I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Old fusion designs. Fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but all of the uh, people who are donating to the um, December Z13 raffle, it's uh, looking, shaping up to be uh, quite a good raffle. Um, so uh, if uh, you are even an occasional attendee of Z13, I. Uh, encourage you guys to uh book off um 
December 10th for uh, our end of the year bash, uh, where we'll have some really good raffle prizes and uh, some good HVZ mini gameplay and uh, just uh, a fun end of the year. It's a, it's a good one to go to. If you've heard of Z13 and can make it uh, and you never attended, the raffle is a fun one to go to because you, you can go home with free stuff. Or, I mean, raffled stuff. You pay a little money. But all the money goes to our club and lets us keep holding Z13. Maybe some uh, magnetic foam uh, uh, building toys. Uh, maybe. All right. Um, my shout out is going to be to Brain's Rear End <laughs> for being one of the highlights of our weekend in Geneva. Uh, it was glorious to be in the presence of such a dump truck. I hear it shouts back. Yeah. Oh, it did that night. It was a gassy apartment. Um, <laughs> um, no, but seriously, uh, shout out to Brain and Buff for uh, crashing in the Airbnb with us and being great company. Um, I, I always enjoy when we're able to get a little group like that um, and we can, you know, just hang out after an HVZ and have some laughs and have a good time. Uh, it, it adds to the fun of the weekend for me to be able to hang out with people that I love uh, and make me happy. So shout out to you guys. Shout out. Well, thank you for taking all of the shout outables. Oh, <clears throat> um, I'm going to shout well, out to my blue Thorballs. Damn it. All right. I'm going to say, yeah, shout out to Mike and Luke for putting on a great event and um, thinking to include the meme of me in that intro, which was one of my highlights. I thought that was so funny and also thoughtful. Um, they may, maybe they weren't doing it for me, but it was still like it was like oh oh that it's it's a thing because like when stuff pops around in our Discord, I'm like eh, it's just our local meta, and then it's like oh wow I'm like I'm like a real thing now, um, even though I didn't mean to be. Uh, in that moment, that was just the end war vibe. But yeah, thanks, thanks for all your hard work, and uh, thanks to the cat, the many named cat, which interrupted our game oh, several he was times, adorable. which was an adorable campus kitty, and we all petted it for good luck. So, yeah, it was great. I meant to ask about that actually. So this is just a cat that actually like lives on campus, and everybody has like adopted it, or. Yeah, it, it wandered on campus during the pandemic, and it's just like a lovable, friendly, like it just wants to be held and petted and loved by you cat that lives on campus. <laughs> it's like all the students feed it and the faculty feed it. Like it's it's a well-kept feral cat. <laughs> wow. Like clearly not feral. It was clearly a pet. Um, but like we would be walking in a mission and there would just be this cat like sunning on a sidewalk and then he'd be like oh there's people coming and like run and then flop down in the leaves and everyone was like you know hold no playing around the cat like that was actually in the rules and safety briefing was like yeah do not disturb the cat and so like multiple times someone would see the cat and would like, pick it up and everyone would call the game to a hold to go pet the cat <laughs> that's funny but yeah it was just a, a, a university or college adopted cat I think one of the names was Turbo. That's the one I heard the most. I think, I think that's the name I saw. Yeah. 
Brain says the cat did not want to be on five minute respawn. Aww. Which, I mean, yeah, if you're going to be on a podcast, <laughs> be on Detroit Dark Talk. Oof. Well, I mean, we do have lions and tigers. Oh. All right. So, um, probably by the time this episode gets out, we will have um, recorded our next episode, which I believe. What are we talking about on the next episode? Top five, worst five. Are we doing top five, right. worst five? Or are we doing. Um, when are we going to do an episode on uh, like our favorite niche or, uh, you know, un- unsung heroes of the modding tool community? That was one too. I don't know. We we will. There'll be an episode by the time this one comes out, and it will come out shortly after this one. So stay tuned for this episode that will come out, which will have fantastic content. Hashtag content, <laughs> and it might be a top five worst five list. It might be about gear. It might be about how to become an internet meme in HVZ. I I don't know. Well, you'll just have to see. It's exciting. You never know. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks. Brains. Brains. See, that was pretty much going to be it. Yep. There you go. Got it in the first take. (laughs) Just meandering and beavery. Well, good, because mine was going to be like, we spent all night in a beaver, and then we got soaked in beaver falls. (laughs) We got sweaty in beaver falls. (laughs) Oh, boy.